Hey everybody, Jim Cummings here, and listen, I want to welcome you to Sleepless in St. Canard, where nostalgia replaces REM cycles, for a podcast about the 90s cartoon Darkwing Duck. Thanks, Jim, for that beautiful introduction. I'm glad to announce that we now have a third host of <laughs> Sleepless in St. Canard. <laughs> no, that clip came to us courtesy of our dear friend Nim, who saw Jim at some convention he was at Australia. <laughs> who's the name i forget do you remember what convention it was absolutely not <laughs> I'm just... we we are dedicated to fact checking here <laughs> we're just gonna call it jim con it was the jim convention the, the cummings <laughs> convention con australia <laughs> oh no that's a different one that's the following weekend she was very kind and got this for us. Jim Cummings is not affiliated with our podcast uh, and probably, honestly, doesn't even know that it exists. Are you okay with that, Ange? That he doesn't know it exists? Yes. I am more than okay with that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> he doesn't need to know that his Negaduck voice is the voice of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> Among other An things. An angel that went through a meat compactor and came back as a horrible little sewer devil. But yes, so thank you, Nim, for trying to put us on the radar of Jim Cummings, you vile fiend. And yeah, so it's sorry. It's just us. You're going to have to deal with the estrogen. And speaking of estrogen, no, not at all. Today we were talking about... <laughs> An episode uh, that is sort of problematic, well, not sort of, very problematic, but also includes uh, Negaduck and his variety of vehicles that he uses to do dastardly things that we may never see 90% of them again, because most of them do get destroyed. In today's episode, all about Bad Luck Duck. What an episode. What an episode. And you had wondered, I don't know if it was on the podcast or between recordings, if the Disney Plus version of this episode would have the disclaimer. Mm -hmm. And I am happy to report that it does. Mm, okay. So um, for those of you who may not have listened to some of our coverage of the more problematic episodes of Dark Green Duck, uh, very much a product of its time. The disclaimer that comes up before these uh, somewhat less than favorable episodes, it reads as thus. I'm just going to read it because I like its phrasing. Uh, Mickey Mouse has all the money to pay all the lawyers and PR people to come up with a beautiful statement, so we're going to read it here. This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes to reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe. There we go. So if you are not familiar with this episode of Bad Luck Duck... <laughs> You, you should know <laughs> that something is coming by this, uh, you know, little preamble we have going on here. I think Negaduck is the only saving grace of this episode. I mean, it's the Negaduck factor, you know, like that's the only reason I would ever go back and watch it. Mm, yeah, 
It's it's interesting, too, because as we'll get into when we start talking about it, a lot of the themes of the episodes that we just watched recently are also in this. Yeah, like fan clubs and stuff. Yeah, I was just kind of like, uh, this is all very interesting timing happening right now. So if you want to watch this episode, uh, it is season one, episode 65 on Disney+, Plus, which actually has a pretty coherent summary this is negaduck steals a magic amulet with powers to bring any object to life of course darkwing is blamed for the theft by his evil twin and cursed with eternal bad luck oh that's a pretty detailed summary too right i feel like it's probably because they had to go and put the disclaimer in front of everything that was filled with red flags and maybe somebody actually watched this episode and didn't give it the the beak puss treatment (laughs) Yes. So before we get too deep into this beaky puss, do you have any updates or anything you want to give? Oh, there's one I know. Yes. Just a very brief update. Since we recorded the uh, Dynamite comic episode issue number four, in that episode I was saying, oh, you know, I think it ends after issue six. Pretty much, I think, a day after we recorded that, they announced that, in fact, it is continuing and there is going to be an issue seven, which I believe is in July at some point in time. And it looks like it's going to feature the Justice Ducks. Oh, yeah. All Anne just told me is that there's some Gizmoduck covers. And if it's Gizmoduck and Herb, what more could I want? There's a Neptunia cover, too, which is very rare. Like, I would not have expected that. Old Neptunia. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, looking forward to it. So, yeah, we will continue down the comic path as they drop every month. And I don't know where it's leading us, but I feel some Negaduck is coming soon because I saw some Liquidator covers, which is four out of the five boys. Well, there is also a Negaduck cover, too. That was the... Oh, you mean like outside of the... The comic, like the, not the comic book, the the action figure ones? The action figure, um, I think one of them, there was definitely one Liquidator action figure one, and I want to say there's another Liquidator cover. Mm. I'm pretty sure. It is promising. Yeah, so I think they're moving through the Fearsome Five. I kind of, I kind of like your theory that this Dr. No Good is just going to unzip and it's going to be Negaduck on stilts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe it's Negaduck on, like, the Liquidator's shoulders, but he has to have, like, floaties around his thighs because otherwise he'd just fall through him. Again, I am available for consulting work, Dynamite Comics, if you need me. But anyway, until we, we find out the answers of all the comic books, we must dive back into the past where we are hopping right into the action. Like, this episode is pretty rapid fire. Like the pacing of this episode is just like boom, 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 boom. Yes, and you—I t- think you mentioned you didn't remember this episode very well, right? No, I don't. And it's funny too because there are parts of parts of this episode that have really nice animation, mm-hmm. like very expressive animation, and several of my favorite Negaduck like scenes are from this episode. I just. Do, did not remember this episode so let's uh let's check this out so it just kind of hits the ground running with negaduck flying his own thunder quack thing 
um, which, you know, is exactly like the Thunder Quack, but in his colors. And it's also interesting that, A, that he has one, because maybe Nega Launchpad made it. I don't know. Or he just stole one of Darkwings and took it to get repainted. And that he knows how to fly it. He is officially more competent than Darkwing. He, he's very talented in this episode, too. We'll get there. But uh, he's clearly just gotten away with something because he's cackling to himself, talking about how great he is. But of course, Darkwing is never too far behind and throws himself onto the bill of Negaduck's jet. And, but instead of doing just like a barrel roll or something to get Darkwing off the nose of his jet, he ejects. <laughs> and then they both kind of parachute to the ground. <laughs> it's just like... Just throw the whole damn jet out. That was air. a miscoloring, too, at that point, right? Like it. Yeah. <laughs> the first of many. In the tradition of Darkwing Duck in all mediums, there must be at least one miscoloration. <laughs> <laughs> so they just kind of parachute to the ground, and or it's the island. And Negaduck celebrates losing Darkwing, but of course, Darkwing is standing pretty much right next to him. <laughs> and, uh,. This is kind of where we get like very exaggerated movements like Darkwing is talking about how great he is and he's like, you know, waving his arms around and like wobbling his head. And um, it's just it looks really nice. And as he's doing all this, it's like one of my favorite Negadek moments is Negadek is just standing there staring at him like completely annoyed and tapping his fingers like he's got his arms crossed and he's just like tapping his fingers on his arm and then just looks at the screen like completely deadpan. It's great. It's like it's beautiful. He's in the, it's like he's in the office. It is. It is, <laughs> it is textbook Negadek staring into the camera like he's Jim on the office. But of course, um, it wouldn't be Darkwing without some really wonky sweet scenes, too. So we get a lot of those. But Degaduck tells Darkwing that he only found him because he's lucky. And Darkwing starts rattling on about how hey, luck had nothing to do with it. And he doesn't even believe in luck, which, gee, I wonder if that'll be a theme this episode. Mm-hmm. This island is apparently home to a volcano, which briefly erupts. And Negaduck takes his distraction to clobber Darkwing and then tie him up with the parachute and also himself. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of like coiled. It's it's very Looney Tunes, but also very kind of disturbing. If you if you pause it at a certain point and you're just kind of like, oh, that man's dead. But he's not. He's fine. And the reason for that disclaimer at the beginning of the episode grabs Negaduck's attention. And he tiptoes daintily through the foliage toward the sound of a man's voice. And he sees some indigenous people. And one of them is molding the volcano out of clay and using an amulet to manipulate the real volcano through the clay model. It's all very much like a a dances with Bigfoot feeling Mm -hmm. where it's like dumb natives with their broken English. Except for the uh, it was weird, too, because it's very tropey and very stereotypy and there's like the the one guy is the quote unquote witch doctor that like that whole thing, very of its time, and as you so eloquently put put it, I feel like every time we come to these episodes that they've aged like milk, <laughs> and it does kind of feel like the show tries to put a clown nose on it all because the two little villager guys who are with him have like their their voices are kind of like. Beatles mushmouth English impressions 
So I don't really know <laughs> what is happening here. Is it? But is it maybe a reference? Isn't there like a song? I don't know if the Beatles sung it, but isn't there a song about a witch doctor? Yeah, there is a witch do- the, the witch doctor song, but it is not the Beatles. Okay, I thought maybe they were intertwining the two somehow, but perhaps I don't understand the reference because they don't they have the bowl haircuts too. Yeah, they do. I just I'm sure there is some reason for it, but it's just kind of like oh okay, which. I feel like I did say this in Dances with Bigfoot. I just want to imagine that these are stupid white dudes pretending to be like LARPing. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why they're so terrible and offensive. But hey, they're sure in this episode a lot. Regardless of the poor representation, Negadek sees something shiny and just basically walks out of... He walks out of the shrubs that he's hiding in watching them to talk about how he's going to steal this thing and then just walks right up. Well, I guess he runs up, yanks it off the guy's neck and just runs away. Classic. (laughs) That's a classic snatch and grab. He's just out. He's just out of there. So Negadek knows how to do it. So he takes off. And of course, as he's running away, the natives confuse Darking for him and demand the amulet back. And they don't believe him when he says that he doesn't know what they're talking about. And the witch doctor curses him with bad luck. Darkwing barely has a chance to say that he doesn't believe in bad luck when everything starts to go downhill. Mm -hmm. Quite literally for Darkwing. Um, He's told his luck will only get worse until he returns to Amulet. He has no idea what they're talking about. Um, And after he makes an entire tree fall on top of himself and Launchpad plays a bit of a crane game with the Thunderquack. And wins himself a Darkwing. They get out of this island thing. Which I guess is somewhere near St. Canard. Because as Darkwing is now back in the Thunderquack. He decides it's time to go home. As they've lost Negaduck. And he doesn't want to be late for his fan club meeting. Which as we mentioned is funny timing. Because we just watched Loneliness Next to Badliness. Where he decided at the end that he didn't want to have a fan club. That it was too dangerous. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile that's fine. So this episode too. For all of its faults and everything. There are perfect moments of this episode. One of them is coming up. So Darkwing as he's talking about how he doesn't want to be late for his fan club meeting. Accidentally ejects himself from the Thunderquack. And conveniently starts flying right towards St. Canard. And we panic go inside a building and this is a perfect moment this is the moment for me that defines darkwing and his popularity because this is a fan club meeting and it is a giant like meeting hall ballroom space and we just pan over rows and rows and rows of empty tables (laughs) (laughs) and it made me laugh out loud there's just like a handful of people, like maybe five people there. And Goslin is sitting at a table completely away from them, just eating the the snacks and says that it looks like a fundraiser for the Save the Geeks Foundation. And um, there's a teenager, nerdy looking dude standing on the st- stage who introduces himself as the fan club president. And he's amping up the crowd for Darkwing's big introduction, but he's not where he's supposed to be, but conveniently crashes through the ceiling just in time for his dramatic entrance. Welcome, fellow fans, groupies, and hero worshippers! Darkwing! Darkwing! Some fan club. Looks like a fundraiser for the Save the Geeks Foundation. 
As president of our fan club, I am honored to welcome that hero of heroes, Darkwing Duck. Uh, well, I'm sure he'll surprise us any second with one of his heroic entrances. See what I tell you. Darkwing, what a guy! <laughs> oh, Darkwing, <laughs> you big honk, ya! <laughs> this is my entire fan club. Kind of underwhelming, huh? At least the dip's good. You don't mind ceiling plaster. Well, they may not be much, but they're mine. Fortunately, I've prepared a short, dignified speech. Ahem. Good evening, throngs of adoring fans. Boy, that really was short. And the fans are all very impressed with this. Darkwing is disappointed as it turned out, but will soldier on regardless and starts to read his mile-long speech when an errant bowl of dip takes him out and Launchpad tells Goslin that it's probably the curse. Darkwing says that it's not the case and just clobbers himself instead because mm. Darkwing is in denial for... 80% of this episode. Meanwhile, Negaduck, you know Negaduck, the amazingly, surprisingly talented sculptor, yes. has made a, a model of one of the stone lions on the outside of the fan club meeting place, wherever it is, and then uses the amulet to bring the statue to life and sends it inside. He is an impeccable artist, this Negaduck. The that he sculpts is perfect. <laughs> I have a theory Okay. I had canon. Hit me. If you will, that Negaduck is highly talented in anything. He can do literally anything, but he refuses to do it unless he can find a way to do it for evil. Make it evil. So, mm. for example, he's an amazing cook, but he will never cook for pleasure or even to feed himself. He would only use that somehow to, I don't know, dress up as a chef and poison people or something like he, I, I feel like, I just think it's hilarious that he is very competent at points like this. Like, he's just, for no reason, he's very good at sculpting, and he's very good at this other <laughs> stuff. And I just think it'd be hilarious if he could literally do anything he puts his mind to, but he's just like, nah, I'm gonna go kick a puppy and do some inside trading and spit on the sidewalk instead. <laughs> <laughs> exactly in that order. It's kind of like Roger Rabbit, who's like, I couldn't do it. Unless it was funny. It's just, Negaduck can't do it unless it's for evil. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's funny. It's just, there's a perfectly re perfect rendition of an lion. He just has a great time. But when does he not? It's true. Um, inside, there is also another super talented sculptor. <laughs> uh, one of the, the ladies, or the only lady in the fan club. There's one other little girl. But... She is presenting Darkwing with a very detailed Sherbert sculpture of himself. And Darkwing uncomfortably accepts this and tries to compliment it, but then just winds up destroying it due to his bad luck. The lady just kind of like grabs him and starts kissing him. So for some reason, I misremembered this scene and thought it was a macaroni and cheese sculpture. <laughs> that would hold up better, I think. 
I think it's because I, I sherbet gets all melty. Yeah, and I think what it was is it's orange sherbet, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly. And I think in my head I remembered it as like, I don't know, goopy cheese and like so like a macaroni type craft. But it was I saw it was like oh sherbet okay craft macaroni and cheese. Um, mm. I don't know maybe one of the other kids. It's off screen made a macaroni portrait and she just had to one up them. She's like, oh, I know what else. But yeah, so she just kind of starts molesting Darkwing a little bit. But then the lion breaks in. So he breaks it up. Uh, the lion attacks Darkwing and the indigenous folks have found Negaduck and are trying to shoot him with blow darts. Negaduck retreats, dropping the clay lion in the process. And this causes the lion that Darkwing is fighting to turn back into stone and naturally collapses right on top of him. Um, Mr. Fan Club president himself, not at all concerned with Darkwing being flattened by a stone lion, reminds him that the first ever Darkwing Duck parade is tonight and walks off. (laughs) I mean, it's perfect that nobody is surprised that this is how Darkwing things happen because they are his fan club. They should know by now. This is the life he leads. It is. Uh, Launchpad and Goslin free him. And Darkwing wonders who could have been behind the lion just as Negaduck scampers by. He's <laughs> just running on by with his pursuers hot on his heels. Darkwing hides in a dumpster, I guess, so that he doesn't get mistaken for Negaduck again. And when he tries to get out, he falls back in, having slipped on Negaduck's perfect lion sculpture. Launchpad shows it to him, and Darkwing rejoices in finding a clue moments before he gets dumped into a dump truck. Killed instantly. Every single time. (laughs) Every single time. Darkwing has now taken to his chemistry kit in the Darkwing Tower to determine that the lion is made of kooky clay. And in his eagerness to tell Launchpad his theory, he tips over his chemicals, which cause an explosion that blasts him out of the tower. He is just basically mummified over the course of this episode. He's just got bandages in different places every time we see him after this. But, you know, his luck is fine. So he flies out of the the tower after this explosion. And his cape gets caught on, like, the support wires of the bridge. You see? My luck isn't bad. I could have fallen a thousand feet to my demise. Yeah! You see? My luck isn't bad. I could have been hit by a car. You see? My luck isn't bad. You see? My luck isn't bad. This clothesline broke my fall. You see? My luck isn't bad. At least there's no one here to witness my humiliation. He flies in the city and gets caught like in a clothesline with a very pink ruffly dress that gets stuck on him. And then the clothesline snaps and he's still convinced his luck isn't as bad as no one was around to see this. But of course, lands at the feet of all of his fans at his fan club. And it's time for the parade. I really would have loved it if he had kept the dress on for the parade. But he doesn't. He rips it off like a a male stripper. (laughs) And he we get to appreciate the only appropriate parade that should ever happen for Darkwing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's uh, one Darkwing fan with a drum leading the fan club president's car down a street. No one's watching. There's no other music. <laughs> it's just the fan club people and these two other people. It's 
magnificent. And Darkwing just hops in the car and waves to the empty streets, very pleased with himself regardless. Oh, but no, there is one other person watching. Who is it, Ange? It's Comet Guy. <laughs> and behind Comet Guy is Negaduck. Yes. busting to join his parade anything for my fan club some fan club looks like a fundraiser for the save the geeks foundation <laughs> time to rain on darkwing duck's parade suck water do-gooder i'm not standing still for the <laughs> Darkwing's washed up like yesterday's laundry. Get ready to meet those words, Negaduck. Goslin and Negaduck agree on one thing. Possibly more than one. Why can't they all just get along? And he uses the amulet on his perfectly molded fire hydrant, which then all of the real fire hydrants pop open and flood the street and ruin this beautiful, expansive parade. Darkwing is washed into the sewer, where, assumingly, there is a stage with velvet curtains and the liquidator waiting to take up a, a new musical number. Uh, but no, he just hops right back out. He's not even down there two <laughs> seconds, and he's just like, boom, boing. And he confronts Negaduck, who shows him the form of his destroyer uh, as a clay hippo. Again, perfectly sculpted. Darkwing's not impressed, but of course, Negaduck uses the amulet, and the nearby Hamburger Hippo building comes to life and rips itself free from the cement and starts lumbering toward him, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. Like, it's still got, like, the big chunks of, like, concrete around its feet, and it's just, ah, like, Godzilla, kind of. It lived for this moment. It did. It did. It ate well. Darkwing is about to run away, but his cape gets stuck in a car trunk. And Darkwing laments that he only buys recruit capes. Gaz and Launchpad are there trying to help him. That just uh, aid in Negaduck making the hippo swallow them all. And they're dead. Hungry, hungry hippo. And as this happens, it has now become the best day of Negaduck's life. <laughs> he goes buck wild like he is so happy in this moment <laughs> at last darkwing duck is gone 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 <laughs> i'm free to wreak unbridled havoc without his meddling it's party time <laughs> and promptly cuts down a telephone pole before running off to live his absolute best life. I'm happy for him. He's really, he's <laughs> he's living his bliss. It's how Negaduck got his groove back. Um, the hippo, however, is a building. So, they're not really dead. They're just in the kitchen. Darkwing, when we see him, has a mouthful of pickles. And Launchpad has his head stuck in a can. And Goslin is in a pot. So, typical day. Goslin laces a burger with hot peppers to make Darkwing blast off from the spiciness, leaving a hole they could all escape through. I am well. not the least bit surprised that Darkwing can't handle spicy food. <laughs> Me either. I feel like that was in another episode, too. I feel like we've seen this, not this exact escape, but something similar. 
I do remember him drinking the Phantom Fizz that Malaculo mm. offers him, and he does a similar thing. But you're right. I'm pretty sure there's at least another spicy food mm. elsewhere. So there it is. Darkwing is probably going to have indigestion, heartburn, and possibly be on the toilet for a while. But jokes on him, toilets don't exist in this universe. So it's going to be a messy night. <laughs> but before then, we're back at Darkwing Tower. Darkwing now in more bandaged bandages. He really does not look very good through most of this episode. Um, he's still doubling down on not having bad luck. And they're all watching TV. And he's trying to find the news to see if there's any updates on Negaduck. And just incinerates himself with one of his tools because he grabbed, you know, the wrong remote. He does the old, can someone call a doctor gag? And there's a lot of who's on first action going on because which doctor is there. And it's very silly. Ultimately, Darkwing tells them that Negaduck is the one with the amulet, and the doctor is like, well, you have to get it back. And they, then, I think Goslin convinces him to remove the curse from Darkwing, but he breaks his vo like voodoo rattle thing when Darkwing sneezes on him. And apparently he needed that to lift the curse, so oh no, bad luck. Yeah. Darkwing decides he's going to the Kooky Clay Factory to head off Negaduck, and his luck clobbers him a few more times on the way out of the tower. Negaduck, who doesn't really know how forklifts work, has loaded a mass of loose clay onto the fork of the forklift, and it kind of looks like a sleeping clay face. It's just this mound of oozing clay. Darkwing shows up trying to do an I'm a terror, but he slips on a banana peel and gives up. He tries to tackle negs and just winds up face first in the clay and then negaduck like <laughs> negaduck in this episode is just always running away <laughs> like turns around and like walks into the bit like runs into the building past launch pad and goslin like just goes up the stairs and goslin and launch pad try to warn darkwing that the elevator's out of service but of course he doesn't listen and he just falls into the elevator shaft and starts climbing the like the cord loose cables to get up to the roof. Oslin and Launchpad wisely decide to take the stairs. By the time Gar Darkwing gets to the roof, Negaduck has his Nega helicopter? <laughs> the Negacopter. The Negacopter? Which is just a helicopter in his colors? <laughs> like, I, where do you get all these wonderful toys, <laughs> Negaduck? It's, he's got a guy, I guess. And he's just hauling the clay away. He's just like got it in a mount, like the, the, the clay mound wrapped up in ropes. And he's just flying away, laughing to himself. Darkwing goes to shoot him with the grappling gun. And Goslin and Launchpad slam the door open to the roof just as he's about to do that. And it smashes into him and it ricochets like around and triggers a wrecking ball to almost crush them. But Darkwing shatters it with another shot but of course a big chunk of it lands on him and he crashes through the building floor by floor all the way to the ground level as is as is tradition Darkwing is now in a full body cast <laughs> back in the tower and Gaz on a launch pad try to console him while he's just reveling in his pity party and um once again Goslin brings the entire fan club up into Darkwing Tower with <laughs> Yeah, like blindfolds on and uh he just she's really making a habit of it at this point 
And she tells them that Darkwing is thinking about quitting, and they all start crying. They start screaming, which makes it even funnier. <laughs> oh, golly, golly, golly. Darkwing's secret hideout. Just like I always pictured it. Guess what, Darkwing fans? Your fave hero is calling it quit. Throw it in the cape. <laughs> okay. 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 Stop blubbering! <laughs> I can't let Negaduck take over the world. After all, I am the terror that flaps in the night. <laughs> I am the itch you cannot reach. I am... Darkwing Duck! Get those civilians out of here! And Darkwing is both inspired but also annoyed at this. Like, he's yelling at them to sh shut up. And um, and he he's inspired by his fans, though, and he reminds himself that he's the terror that flaps in the night. He is the itch that you cannot reach. He is Darkwing Duck. And then Goslin uh, just sends that fan club right down the fan club chute. <laughs> A la Steelbeak's girlfriend as she just disposes of their bodies in the bay, I suppose. <laughs> well, they've seen too much. They have. And um, then we get to see that Negaduck is in his nega yacht or his nega boat. <laughs> Which, unlike the helicopter and what was the other one that was just in his colors? He spent uh, so many vehicles this episode. The nega jet? Well, there was the yeah the thunderquack looking thing. I swear there was another one that was just like a vehicle in his colors. But anyway, this one is actually shaped like his face. Mm -hmm. So it's a boat that looks like him. He is now hell bent on making the Audubon Bay Bridge his next plaything, and he wants to use the landmark to destroy the city, Godzilla style. It's pretty um, clever, watch. actually. Right, and it like it's pretty cool looking. Yeah, I thought it was fun for his like goofy as it is it's just like the two towers that kind of serve as like the head and the legs and then all the the support wires are like the arms and it's making godzilla noises somehow it is it is making monstrous noises as it lumbers around darkwing gods on the launch pad escape in the thunder quack as the towers stomp toward the city Today, St. Canard. Tomorrow, the world! I always wanted to say that. And, um, for as imposing as this whole thing, it goes down very quickly because Darkwing is like, oh, we've got to wrap one of these wires around its legs and it just falls over. Just like Star Wars, like that one video game yeah. for PlayStation, I remember from when I was young and you had to like fly around in like the, I think it was an R-Wing or something like that. And then you have to like... X-Wing, is it? Yeah. I don't know what the R-Wing is then, but... That's, that's the ones the pirates drive. <laughs> yeah, and then you shoot the thing around the other thing's legs. I don't know Star Wars terms, and then it falls over and trips. You nailed it. You nailed it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure some Ewoks do the same thing, but it's all good. Yeah, so they basically do the Star Wars thing to this guy. I take out the entire bridge. Like, there is no bridge. It's just... No one can get in and out of the city now. Unless they rent Negaduck's Negayat. <laughs> Negaduck is prepared for this. Apparently. 
and whips out a beautiful rendition of the thunder quack that he made and he rips the wings off it the real thunder quack's wings pop off and team darkwing parachute to safety except for darkwing whose parachute is just a bag of books <laughs> crashes into the nega boat he tries to shoot Negaduck with his gas gun, but it is now full of fish. And Darkwing just snatches the amulet off Negaduck. <laughs> just flips the script on him and does exactly how Negaduck got the amulet in the first place and just rips it off his neck. And um, he kind of slips into the, the anchor lowering apparatus, which starts the chain winch lowering the anchor. And Negaduck pulls out a bazooka and is going to shoot Darkwing, but Darkwing grabs him and knocks the bazooka loose. Darkwing gets dragged off the boat by the anchor chain and apparently does not die at the bottom of the ocean. Um, but Negaduck's cape rips, so he does not go over the side like Darkwing because he does not buy rip-proof capes. He sees the bazooka fire a missile as it hits the ground after he dropped it and he dives to catch it. But it just explodes in his hands and takes out the villain and the Negaboat. Rest in pieces, Negaboat. And then he died. And then he died. Yeah, that's the last we see of him, too. Darkwing, with all of his shattered bones, somehow did not die in the, uh, the anchor accident. And Darkwing Tower is now at water level. And Darkwing is grumbling about how the witch doctor left without curing him. But they get a video call at that exact moment from the Witch Doctor, and he zaps Darkwing through the screen, curing him. Darkwing celebrates by jumping on his sickbed until it slides off the uneven flooring into the waters of the Audubon Bay. And as he sinks, he says, guess I shouldn't press my luck. But he never gets the amulet back to them. He mails it back to them, I guess. I guess. So that's the episode. Thoughts? So if I were to rate this episode, I have to bring in the Negaduck factor. So mm -hmm. without the Negaduck factor, it is like a one out of five because mm -hmm. of all the stuff we've already talked about. I mean, there are some other gags like the fan club gag, like you said, when when it pans and you see the giant empty auditorium with all the empty tables. That's pretty great. But other than that, like the actual premise is really based on a lot of problematic stereotypes and i mean you could still technically do this story in modern day you can have a magic amulet type thing it just you don't have to play into it with the whole witch doctor thing so for that i must give it a low score negaduck as himself on his own in this one we get to see like you said all his toys all his cool little gadgets and he's also really immature and funny in this one. I mean, he calls Darkwing, I'm pretty sure he calls him Dark Wimp Duck at some point. And uh, he laughs at him. And I'm pretty sure when Darkwing fires at him in the negacopter, he's just like, you missed me, missed me. Nah, nah, nah. Like he's just. Yeah, he, he definitely neener neeners. Yeah. <laughs> he's just very immature and he's just having mm. a good time and apparently is very good at sculpting things. So uh, I wish him the best in his artistic endeavors if he decides he, to pursue art in the future. He also does admit to loving musicals. Yes, at the very beginning. he And he mm. is able to actually name a musical. He uses, he does use the name of a musical, but mostly it is so that he can launch 
himself out of his jet and make Darkwing crash to his death. But he says, bye-bye, uh, birdie. He must know a list of musical names to make the proper well, th- rhyme. Yes, let me tell you this, though. So now we know that Negaduck can sculpt. He's clearly a good actor because if he puts on a disguise, no one knows that it's him. And he knows musicals. What if Negaduck is just like a theater kid? Hmm. Hmm. What if he puts on like <laughs> in the Negaverse? He just puts on like community theater like versions of like the Phantom of the Opera and everybody has to go even if they're not good. <laughs> but he's always like surprisingly good. Oh, it'd even be even better if he was bad. Oh, that would be so good. So anyway, Theater Kid Negaduck putting it out there on the universe. Technically, DuckTales reboot, he did become an actor. See? Look at that. Full circle. I don't know if Jim Jim Starling would uh, be a a good sculptor, though. Jury's out on that. But yeah. Jury is out on that. Yeah, that is my general ranking. What is yours? Uh, my ranking is, let's see, three Nega vehicles out of three Nega vehicles. The Negaduck stuff was great. And there were a few, like, again, a few things in here, like the fan club consisting of just like five people is always the best. I love, I will go to my grave saying this. Everyone on the podcast is tired of me saying it, but Darkwing deserves nothing. <laughs> it is so much funnier when he gets no respect. And that's like, I think... The biggest qualm that I have with the Dynamite comics is that people actually respect him. And I know that it's a, a nitpick, but <laughs> it would be just so much funnier if it's just beautiful that no one is there for the parade. <laughs> <laughs> that is just his fan club who throws a parade for him. Like, did they even get the permit for the parade? I, you know these nerds probably did. <laughs> And nobody showed up. They must have like put flyers up and everything. And Darkwing goes expecting thousands of fans, and there's just like five. But you know, Negaduck, and he's just great. But yeah, it's just like the we could there could have been a better vessel to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And it is just kind of like one gag after another. I don't know. There are parts of this episode that I enjoyed and there are other parts where I just kind of check my head. But, you know, it is what it is. The 90s were a time. Mm-hmm. Again, as we've said once and will continue to say, we can only do better. So, be the change and all that jazz. And I do think that most, most cartoons, I think, just on in general, have been doing a phenomenal job of being more aware and culturally sensitive and having diversity and inclusion like all not even like just ethnicity wise but body type wise and that's the other thing too like the fan club is played for the you know the tired old like geeks like these people are losers and there's you know there's little kids and then there's a super old guy and uh, a beefier lady, and she's definitely supposed to be, you know, like an unwant, like I don't know that she's supposed to be like undesirable, and that these are like the dregs. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like, hey, like 
been like you know that that could hurt so like that's just a, I don't know. So I feel like a lot of we grew up with this stuff, so it's this kind of like old hat where it could be very insensitive to people now, uh, which I should hope it is given the witch doctor thing. But you know, it's you have shows now like Shira and the Owl House and all these fantastic shows that are just like everybody in all different you know shapes and sizes and skin tones and ethnicities and cultures just even you know the ducktales reboot to an extent it's just everybody is awesome and special and wonderful in their own ways except for jim starling but <laughs> yeah so i i do I, I appreciate the good parts of this episode. I'm sure that the people who wrote this episode and the team behind it did not mean to offend anyone, probably didn't even register that it was offensive because that was the style of the times, but that it is more, not even, I, I just want, I don't want to say under a microscope, but you know, it's more, there's more awareness of this now that we can talk about it like this and that it is becoming an active part of productions now to you know not repeat the same tropes and stereotypes and things like that so yeah i mean everybody knows that realistically the darkwing duck fan club would have at least two dude bros who'd be like um actually and then they would <laughs> proceed to correct darkwing and tell him how his phrase, his catchphrase was technically incorrect and he should have said this instead and they'd be nitpicking everything he says and does and then there'd be like a couple other people there writing fan fiction about him and being like, Darkwing, I need some uh, realistic material for my fanfic or can you pose for my fan art? I'm going to make your bottom half a mermaid though, is that okay? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then there'd be like, what else would there be? What are the other f fandom stereotypes? Um, there's going to be one person that would just be like, I am you. I am Darkwing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like furries but in this universe would probably just be like hu humanoids so it'd just be like them showing Darkwing their art of him like as a human as um, comic guy <laughs> the only human in this show uh, I'd imagine though if that like Darkwing crashed into a full auditorium of people and then he just realized that he was at the, the Gizmoduck fan club meeting and then had to go to his meeting and it was just like five people uh, Always, always never give that man respect. That's that. That's my thoughts on that. And um, our third co-host, Jim Cummings, has been very quiet for this whole episode. <laughs> he doesn't really want to weigh in. That's fine, Jim. You can stay quiet. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll expect to hear from him next time on the next episode. No, no, we don't. Actually, I forgot to pull up the wheel. Any final thoughts or are we... Uh, bad luck ducked out. I think we've covered all the bases. Okay. Well, let's see. Would you like to make any predictions? Oh, there's so many episodes on this wheel. But um, I guess as a fun prediction, I'm going to say Malice's Restaurant. All right. We are spinning. Oh. And it is Clash Reunion. Ooh! 
I like that one. So here we go. And the theme of of geek fundraisers, save the geek fundraisers, we'll be watching Clash Reunion next time. And then after that, you know, it'll probably be comic time. So until then, uh, remember that Negaduck has more vehicles than you. Take it away, Jim. And remember, crime doesn't sleep and neither do we.